Hey everybody, welcome to another video here on the Blue Abroad YouTube channel. I'm excited to be talking to one of our two players that we are sponsoring this year. Um, today we've got Charlotte Wilson with us. Charlotte, really appreciate you being here on the channel. No worries, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Hey, it's um, it's been a very interesting, well, it's been an interesting two years. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> with, with what's happened and, um, you know, seasons cut short uh, and whatnot. We're finally into a preseason now for the, you know, the sixth AFLW season. What's your, yeah. what's happening in your world? How are you? Yeah, I'm going pretty well. I've definitely been really busy. Um, lucky in the last two years, I've been at uni. So I've had like a lot of, a lot of work to keep me busy with that. Um, I work part-time at a factory, a coffee factory. Um, so lucky that was able to run mostly through lockdown. So yeah, I was able to work a little bit there. Um, and yeah, footy, footy has been, again, something really good to keep me occupied through lockdown. Um, you know, through the middle of the year and through last year, when we were in off season, we still had like huge, um, huge training loads to do. We did heaps of like running and preparation in the off season. Um, so we were ready to go. So yeah, I've, I've have had plenty to keep me occupied despite being locked down. Uh, super happy to be out and about again. Yeah, hundred percent. I've been watching the the content that the club put out for the girls, and I've heard little snippets of you, you know, wanting some some extra airtime <laughs> on the mic up. So listen, now is your chance. This is it. You, you, it's uh, it's funny. I've heard you. I've heard a little snippets of you, and uh, it's funny. You're you're sponsored by a fan channel, so uh, we're going to give you the airtime that you've been asking for. Love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> it, it started as a joke. And then it sort of turned into a real thing, I suppose. Yeah, well, hey. yeah, it was just me joking with yeah some of the girls like, oh, I never get any media time. And then anyway, then it took off a little bit, which is funny. But yeah, no, I really appreciate it. Thank you. No, no, all good. All good. So let's go. I was actually listening to um, Dylan Friends with Darcy Vescio today. And she was, oh, talking, okay. yep. and she was talking about the pathway, you know, for her to, to becoming a um, you know, a, a player at Carlton and a marquee player. So I want to go back yep. a bit and just get a feel for your pathway to where you are now, like before you were drafted. And I know you played basketball down at Ringwood uh, for the Hawks, but I want to know yep. a little bit about your story and how you got here. Yeah, no worries. So yeah, as you said, I've played, I've, I've always been a basketballer. Um, yeah, started playing basketball when I was five, um, played a lot of rep basketball with Ringwood Hawks. Um, I actually started footy when I was 16 um, and I'm almost 21 now. So I haven't been playing for too long. But yeah, I started playing footy when I was 16. Uh, one of my good friends, um, she asked me if I wanted to come down to an Eastern Rangers tryout. Um, so this was the first year of Eastern Rangers in the TAT Cup, which is now the NAB League. Um, so yeah, I went along to that and I think I was... You know, my footy skills are probably pretty average, but I knew how to move generally well and was quite athletic um, just from basketball. Um, so they picked me up and that was sort of where my footy journey started. So I played for Eastern Rangers for two years. And then, yeah, in that second year, it was my draft year. So, yeah, I played for Vic Metro, um, played a little bit of VFL at the Southern Saints. And then I got drafted at the end of that year, which was super amazing and something that I had never really dreamed of happening. Um, and then I found myself at Carlton, which is where I am now and where I hope to stay. 
I mean, it was a pretty good draft. Prasparkas, McKay, Wilson, first three picks. I think we've um, I think we've done a very good job of of getting you know, three of the cornerstones. <laughs> yeah, all three of us are still here, so that's good. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I I played basketball growing up myself as well, and um, I wasn't allowed yeah. to play footy as a kid because Mum said it was too rough. Um, oh, what? But, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but like once I was once I was old enough to drive myself and you know be an adult, make my own decisions, I started yeah. playing footy. And I noticed like just the spatial awareness was something that mm. came very quick to me. So what what have you found translates to basketball that's allowed you to, to thrive and, and be where you are today? It's definitely like basketball has undeniably helped me out with footy. Um, yeah, just like working in congestion to get the ball out, things like that. But I have found it ob- obviously footy is, you know, the ground is 20 times bigger than a basketball court. So I have definitely struggled reading the ball off like kicks and things. Um, And as a defender, I've got to work out where the ball is going to land so I can, you know, decide to spoil or mark it. Um, So yeah, that's been something that I found challenging. I was, I'm generally quite good at reading the play in smaller spaces like you are in basketball, but yeah, reading the ball um, when the ball's traveling those longer distances is a bit more difficult. So yeah, I guess to combat that, I've just been trying to, you know, practice a lot. Um, yeah, practice is sort of the only thing. Oh, and watching a bit of vision, that can help as well, just to understand, like, gameplay and sort of, yeah, common themes that happen in games. So that's been really helpful. That's really interesting because when I when I watch you play, like, I find you to be a really good reader of the ball. Um, so to oh, hear- thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That, that those like I mean your your ability to read the ball read the play take it intercept mark of like some of the things that come to mind when I watch you play um and I just assumed that was maybe a basketball thing your ability to have that you know hand-eye coordination so to hear you say that it's um probably not something that's your strength and something that you're constantly working on I mean that's that's exciting because there's growth to come <laughs> yeah no that actually that's that's really nice that you noticed that um yeah it is it is something that I'm continuing to work on and then I think the other thing as a defender is working out whether you should spoil or mark the ball Um, because yeah we talk about when you're that's a really important decision to make because obviously if you try mark the ball um, your player has a higher chance of getting it as well if 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 it's the wrong decision whereas if you spoil then they don't get the ball it moves forward so yeah that's another thing that as defenders we really try to work on so it's not, yeah, it's not just working out where the ball's going. It's then working out what to actually do with it. Yeah. Um, to stop the other team scoring. Okay. Okay. Um, you, mm-hmm. I've, I've also found a really cool quote that you had, um, which really resonated with me. You, you spoke a few years ago and you said, it takes a village to raise an athlete. And I think it was in the context <laughs> of, I loved it. Like it was, I think, I think you were talking about the context of like, you know, the, the great players you have around you leaders, um, you know, La Luifi, yeah. Harrington, talk to me a little bit yeah. about that influence on you. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to lie. When I said that, I was pretty happy with myself. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Charlotte, that sounded good. Um, so yeah, I think when I said that, I sort of meant that you can't become an athlete by yourself. You've got to have, well, yeah, you work hard yourself, but you've got to have the support of your family, the support of your friends, the support of your club, your teammates, your staff. Um, everyone sort of has to come together to support you through through your dream, I suppose. Um, and then, yeah, with my teammates, yeah, I've got Gab, Kez, Mua, 
they're all so experienced and know exactly what they're doing most of the time. Um, so yeah, I'm really grateful to have that experience behind me as well because they help me. They help me learn a lot, which is really good. Yeah, such a good group of girls. Yeah, it is. It is. You, you got you. You're all um, like I. I missed season one. I was I was living abroad. I, I just I wasn't in the country. I wasn't really around the hype. Yeah. Um, got back yeah. 2019 and then started watching there. It probably took me probably took me to be honest a couple of years to get familiar with the names like you get the household names yeah, first and yeah. then you start adding the layers um sort of after that like now I'm I'd say I'm probably like 90% there where if I see any of you I'll know exactly who you are by name um yeah yeah that's good well that probably also happens because like our seasons are so much shorter and we do like the women's game does have a lot less exposure mm. um so yeah, I think naturally it would take a bit longer to get familiar with everyone. Absolutely. Well, let's touch on a little bit about last season. Um, it's so interesting because like obviously didn't start the way that we would have liked, lost a couple of games early. And you mentioned yeah. the season is so short, like two losses in a row, like talking about like a fifth of the season almost. So um, how, do you, how do you manage just like the pressure of that? I think you can't make you can't let it keep you up at night um you sort of we spoke a lot about last year and uh, and this year as well just living in the now mm. um so that's things like okay maybe we did lose the first two games but we haven't lost this one yet you know um each moment in the game leading up to the game you know that's got to be a moment that you take as it is you can't dwell on the past you've just got to learn from it and then i guess try try and prove to have a better result next time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Staying in the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to turn the conversation a little bit more to you outside of footy. So yep. we know you're a basketballer, um, mm -hmm. you know, from, from birth. I, I also um, heard a quote, you mentioned your mum was born in Zimbabwe. So I want to know a little bit more about your upbringing, family dynamic and, and what it was like growing up. Um, Cause I know you haven't yeah. been, you haven't, I don't think you've been there yet. No, I have not been there yet. Um, yeah, so my oh, my dad was born in Melbourne, but both his parents came over from Scotland. Yep. Um, and then my mum was born in Zimbabwe, um, but her family is predominantly, or they're from England, but they sort of just spread out randomly across the world a little mm. bit to live. Um, so, yeah, then her and her family moved to Australia when she was seven. So, yeah. yeah, still still Aussies, I would say. <laughs> okay, okay. But there's an international yeah, yeah. flavour there amongst the family, so. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, Scotland and England, they're pretty much right next to each other. Yeah. I don't know if that counts as, <laughs> as variation, but they've definitely lived in a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have yeah. you ventured outside of Australia much? Uh, I have a little bit. Um, I've been really lucky that I've been on a few overseas trips with my family. Um, obviously, since I've been an adult, I haven't actually been able to travel overseas, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so yeah, I was, I have been to Canada and to Europe with my family, which, which were both really awesome experiences. And I would like to go back, but I feel like that's hard with traveling. It's like, yeah, I'd want to go back there, but there's also so much that you haven't seen you want to go to the first time want to go to for the first time um but yeah have you traveled much a little yeah a little bit I mean I lived I lived out of the country for for three years um before yeah. then it was really just like a Bali Thailand um yeah, yeah. thing 
Um, but then, yeah, yeah. China for like six months, Israel for a couple of years. Um, oh, wow. And you're right. Like there is, there is like a, wherever you have been, you know, there's still so much you haven't seen of where you have been, let alone exactly. where you haven't been. So um, yeah, exactly. yeah, I think it's important. I think it's important to see a perspective outside of, you know, this Australian bubble we live in. And um, sometimes we yeah. can get a little caught up in thinking this is the only place in the world. And these are the only rules um, that there yeah. are out there and yeah. ideals. So it's interesting. But I think I think Australia has so much to offer as well, travel wise. Like I'd love to travel more around Australia. Like I've I've been to like Brisbane, Sydney, that sort of it, <laughs> Gold Coast. But yeah, I feel like there's a lot. I oh, know have been um, to Uluru, have been there. Okay. But yeah, I feel like there's a lot in Australia that I'd still want to do as well. Yeah, that's the thing Which with could me be too. Be a bit more accessible. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. That's the thing with me. I haven't actually really traveled through the land of like my own country but i've left yeah um i don't know <laughs> yeah, there's, exactly. there's something yeah, about I'm that the same. yeah yeah um okay so studying you've just completed um your year or your studies you're doing exercise yep. science so talk to me a little bit about why like why do you do that so exercise science <laughs> When I was in year 12, putting in my year 12 preferences, I was like, oh, I like science and I'm pretty sporty. So I guess I'll just do exercise science. That was literally the only thought that went into it. I was like, oh, there's no point stressing about this. I'll just do exercise science. And then, you know, if I do further study, I'll just decide what I want to do after that. Um, so now I've actually come to that point of, I suppose, making decisions. And I think I do want to study a bit more. Um, I would like to become a dietitian, so I'd need to do a master of dietetics after or after my exercise science degree, which yeah, I finished last week. Um, so yeah, like I said, there wasn't really a huge amount of thought that went into my undergrad, um, but yeah, uni is definitely a lot different to high school, um, and has taught me a lot of things. I bet. Did you get a chance to do campus life? Uh, in my first year. Um, yeah, in my first year, I was able to go on campus for all of the year. But I did find it hard to yeah, sort of live in a campus life because I was playing footy and basketball. Like I pretty much, I didn't have a day off that I didn't have sport on. Um, so, yeah, I probably didn't fully experience campus life. And then obviously in 2020 and 2021, we went into lockdown. So <laughs> I think I've been on campus like six times in the last two years. Like it's ridiculous. Wow. wow. <laughs> but yeah. it's good for exams. Absolutely. Online exams are good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I remember like, cause I, I grew up in like in the suburbs going to the city for uni was just so foreign to me. And I don't know yeah. how I would have gone if I had have done my degree for the most part online. I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much um yeah opened yeah. my eyes a little bit to meeting people who I probably would never have met otherwise and um I guess it started yeah. opening up layers so I find it really interesting to hear you know from people who have done the majority of their degree online yeah it's definitely difficult to like make connections with other people because you know I'll see the same name on a screen in a few of my classes but we don't actually like see each other or know much about each other um, so, yeah, I think it could definitely be, like, lonely, I suppose. Like, I'm lucky that I have, like, a huge network of friends through footy and, you know, school and things. Um, 
but yeah it can definitely be lonely at times if you don't have someone to ask like oh how are you going with this assignment or do you know what to do here um so yeah that can be a bit difficult but mm. yeah it's not too bad taking out like travel time and things because you're at home sort of gives you a lot more time in the day which which is a positive of online uni I would say 100% yeah yeah um what I uh, ask you one more thing before we wrap up so yeah, no I want to know a little bit about like what what are you motivated by? What what drives you? What what lights you on fire? I think yeah, that's a really interesting question. And I think ultimately, I'd have to say my teammates. Um, you know, when I walk into the gym or I walk on the field, you just see all of them around you, and you go, "I've got to be good for these girls. Like I've got to push myself, work hard, and be better, so that we as a team." Um, you know, can hopefully find success. Um, so, yeah, I would say what pushes me and what inspires me is my teammates. It's probably a very cliche answer, <laughs> but honestly, I think it's true. It's funny when we mention like cliches, because the reality is like cliches are actually the keys to success, like doing the basic things. <laughs> yeah. and that's, yeah. I mean, and there's nothing wrong. Like, you, like there's nothing wrong with saying saying that, like, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. Like that's actually what it takes, especially in a team sport. I mean, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you know, you, you strike me as someone with, you know, leadership qualities. I've, I've heard you speak about that being something that sort of comes to you or has come to you naturally, you know, in your experiences. And yeah, um, yeah. I think, I mean, it, it's a, it's a beautiful situation to have someone like Karen Harrington right in that back line with you, who I think oh, yeah. after that yeah. as well. So that's yeah, really refreshing to awesome. hear. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, cliches are based on real life as well. So, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Well, listen, we're um, I'm pumped to have you um, on the channel. Really excited to be supporting you. Pretty much for the rest of your career, we'll be we'll be sponsoring you. So it's all. Um, oh, that would be amazing! Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, no, it's it's good, and you know we're we're right behind you, right behind the team, and uh, we're really excited. And listen, we've just added an AFLW live show on a Wednesday night, so we're yeah. going to want to have to get you on at some point to speak with Shannon. And oh, the yeah, that would be awesome. All righty, awesome. Well, you have a great one, and we'll chat soon. Cool. Thank you. Hey!